welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate Top 10 in 10 podcast series. In these 10-minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing 2022-2023 top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Bill McCarthy, CRE, 2023 Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate and President of WPJ McCarthy & Company in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. Counselors of real estate are trusted advisors finding solutions to complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credential problem solvers, counselors reside in 21 countries, practice in many more, and offer expertise in 60 real estate disciplines all across asset classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guest for this episode is Tino Coralagas, CRE. Principal of Leonidas Partners in West Islip, New York, and Clinical Assistant Professor at New York University Shack Institute of Real Estate, where he teaches graduate-level real estate finance, capital markets, and portfolio risk courses. In his nearly 40-year career, Tino has held several senior executive and managing director positions at Wachovia Securities, Bear Stearns & Company, GE Capital Real Estate, Moody's, Equitable Real Estate Investment Management, and Deloitte. Tino authored the narrative supporting the number two issue on this year's compilation of the top 10 issues affecting real estate, geopolitical risk. To review all the issues in this year's report, please visit cre.org top 10. Welcome, Tino. Good morning, Bill. So we're going to start with a couple questions for Tino to expand upon. And here's the first one. It can be challenging to measure the direct implications of geopolitical risk on real estate, but whether it's Russia's war with the Ukraine, the lockdown in China, or other political factors, what are the reasons geopolitical risk was chosen as a top 10 issue? Uh, sure, Bill, thank you. I, it, it's interesting when we look back at when this was authored and when we published it back in kind of the middle of the year, there were so many things that were going on and so much has happened since then, particularly around uh, Russia-Ukraine war, China supply chain, uh, supply chain risk. And what seems to have happened since then is things improved a little bit, and now they seem to be going back in the opposite direction. But one of the big differences is the, the visibility in investors' minds has focused on interest rates, the possibility of recession, and then uh, elevated uh, CPI, elevated uh, you know, cost of, of operating properties. So with inflation, interest rates, and just this uncertainty, uh, that has come more to the forefront of investors' minds. And if you think about a, a distribution curve of, of probabilities of different events, the you know issues like Russia-Ukraine war and other geopolitical uncertainty is still there but it's kind of it's a it's more of a tail risk so kind of like in the um, in the black swan if it if it happens it's a big deal it causes a lot of stress in the market um, it may not necessarily be the focus right now for everyone but it's definitely there and we're paying attention to it so uh, you know as far as um, Russia's concern in the recent past, We've seen a, a lot more activity uh, going after the infrastructure in the Ukraine. And 
more concerned about energy. We're now approaching the winter. And while the conflict started uh, at a time where we really haven't gone through a winter in Europe, where we have this much stress on energy costs and heating, we're going to see that probably play out over the next couple of months. Uh, as far as China is concerned, when we last uh, when we when we authored this, we were in a lockdown period and there were concerns about supply chain that moderated a little bit. And now we're back into a situation with lockdowns where there's not just the lockdowns in China, more concern about supply chain issues escalating again. And we also have a real estate market that's very challenged and is starting to see a lot of stress um, uh, in, in China. So we've, we've come back to some of those issues. They still remain, um, on the radar screen, but they are that tail risk that can cause significant trouble if anything were to elevate uh, beyond beyond where it is right now. And I think that um, we still have to focus on that because as a global, uh, with real estate becoming so much more globalized over the last few years, the idea that um, we can just separate ourselves, it's just not, it's not the case anymore. Just uh, to stay on China just for a second, because at the date of this podcast, China is experiencing lockdowns associated with their COVID policy. Um, when we were discussing before the podcast, you mentioned that uh, Shaq, where you teach, is involved with um, Endeavor in China. Um, what's your sense of, is, is this one, you know, is this a moment or the moment? How do you kind of see the China situation right now with regards to geopolitical interests around the world? Well, there, there are so many things. Everything I seem to purchase, it's there. There's a significant percentage that's still coming out of out of China and, and the region. And I think that with a lockdown again, with the um, even products leaving. I mean, we talked about Apple and and the the uh, the, the supply challenges for iPhones because of production. All these things are noise in the background. Now, you know, putting aside any conflict that were to happen uh, with um, with China, Taiwan, China and the US, you know, that's one of those events that everything changes if something like that, God forbid, were to occur. But those those issues and concerns are still out there. With um, just flipping over to Russia for a second, I think I was in the city and I saw one of the news announcements on my phone talk about uh, a missile coming into Poland, a NATO country. And my first reaction was, oh no, this could be bad. So it ended up not being the case, as re at least as reported, but something like that could significantly increase the implications of that tail risk and, and push geopolitical uncertainty way past even inflation and recession uh, if, if something like that were to occur. So those things are still there. And uh, I just think they're less visible because now everyone's thinking about a 300 basis point increase in the Fed funds rate since the article was written. Um, and, and those, I think, you know, more than doubling on mortgage, home mortgage rates. All these things, I think, are much more in everyone's faces, hitting people daily. But that that background can cause significant ripples if we go past uh, keeping an eye on it where we are right now. 
Got it. Second question, uh, Tino. A recent report stated that global investment in the U.S. has fallen since the onset of the pandemic. How much of a role has geopolitics played in this? Um, I, I think that there's, there's probably some level where the uncertainty around political risk is maybe affecting some European Asian investment in the US. But I would I would think that the majority of that is really coming from an uncertainty around interest rates, the implications on cap rates, and not wanting to jump in early. And you know, the proverbial catch the falling knife by investing too early into the market if there is going to be some sort of decline in in values and you know, challenged liquidity. But the 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 counterbalance to that is the capital leaving wherever it's coming from to feel safer investing in the US. So I think that's that's probably uh, the political risk is there, but I think it's more the valuation um, real estate market risk that might be putting downward pressure on the demand and Again, we just have a lot of a lot of balls in the air right now, and it's it's really becoming more difficult to juggle them. So that right now, this may work that the United States remains a bit of a safe harbor, and the uh, U.S. dollar, the reserve currency, as it once was, and this might not have been fully anticipated until recent developments. Would that be a fair comment? It, it is, and you know, some of the literature is starting to raise the consideration uh, of the U.S. dollar being um, not as solidly in place as a reserve currency. I think my personal opinion, I think we're still pretty solid right now. But with all of these other things occurring globally, I think that maybe there's a little bit of um, weakness in the foundation, not that the foundation is going to crumble, but maybe not as solid as it had been. And that's another consideration in the marketplace. Well, thank you, Tino. Uh, last year and this year, the top 10 geopolitical risk was number two on our top 10 list. Uh, no doubt we'll be hearing more about it for the next year's top 10 list. And we thank you very much for your credentialed and, and well thought out perspectives, which are so valuable. We're grateful for your knowledge and contributions to this year's report, Tino, and all the other authors. Let's hope that the headwinds from continued political uncertainty will begin to moderate in coming months. So join us next time for another discussion on the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Bill McCarthy. On behalf of the Councils of Real Estate, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Top 10 in 10. Thank you. Thank you, Bill.